just to get down I don't know if I can get them, but I got them right The developing stars, whoa Wrecked by the stars, though But they know just who they are The knowledge is deep, man Cause college is bleak, man Knees are the bees, man Deffy happy hour now I trust them with everything Every confidence giving me confidence Hipping this hopping, no really no stopping I'll make you a champion, y'all put a sock in it uh, But this is life, bro They're at it all night, though So you can just drive slow And get down with the Deffy crew Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, wherever you are listening. This is episode 72 of the Devi Happy Hour. It is great to be here. My name is Skip Newton coming to you from Egan, Minnesota, as always, along with my co-host from North Carolina, Matthew Jackson. I call him Obi-Wan. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Skip, man? Glad to be back. <laughs> I know we got a real excited episode for, for the listeners tonight, man. I'm super excited about it. I've been looking forward to it uh, since this weekend where we came up with a uh, a new segment for the night, so I'm super excited about that. Glad to be back talking some football with you. Um, school's over with. I, I finally finished my classes for school, so I am full on Debbie football mode for the next few months up until the, the arrival of Baby Jackson. I love it, man. I love to I love to be back. I'm glad that your life gets a little bit easier because we all know in the fall things are going to get quite a bit busier for you when all of a sudden your household of two becomes a household of three. But we do have some unfortunate news. There's just no way to say this, the easy way anyway, in that our our threesome is down to two. Brian Chicochis, who has been absent this entire school season. For, for those of you who don't know, he's a teacher. That's what he does for a living. And the the teaching profession has thrown him yet another curveball, and he will be unable to come back. Uh, he didn't lose his job or anything, but he's going to have to do new stuff in, in his job, and it's just going to take too much time that he won't be able to do any podcasting. So really bummer that, that Shaq you know, won't be with us. Um, it was awesome you know, getting to know him when we were podcasting last year together. I, I owe him a lot. As far as you know, he get he gets me into you know campus to Canton leagues. He talks me into it, and you know we kind of think of him as the the godfather of campus to Canton. So it, it's a bummer that he's not here. He he happens to be the the commissioner of two of the leagues that I'm in, and of course, last season was all a mess, right? With with COVID and twenty you know twenty twenty, the college season didn't really happen from a fantasy perspective. I mean, all the campus to Canton leagues I'm in. We didn't play the college season. So when it comes time for the draft, of course, we can do the NFL draft based on how we did in the NFL side, but we, we've got no you know, no way to determine draft order. So every league's pretty much doing it the same. We're just going to do a randomizer. And Shaq does that, you know, that, that race randomizer thing you've seen where you, you put yeah. in the names. Yeah, of the, the 100-yard rush. The yeah, rush. yeah, the 100-yard <laughs> rush. So he does that. And and in typical you know Shaq fashion, he's he's doing the play by play on it, like 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 it's a real race. And I, I'm I'm listening to it and I'm laughing because he's you know he's funny, right? I mean it's just entertaining as hell. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of getting a little choked up. I was like, God, do I miss the sound of that voice? I just I I love the sound of, of his voice, and it was you know he's getting so enthusiastic, and it got me thinking, you know just just watching these videos because it was in a couple leagues and Shaq as a teacher. And I'm sure you can think back to when you were in school and like every year I remember always having my favorite teacher, like, like, Oh, that was, you know, favorite teacher there. My fifth grade math and science teacher. I I'll never forget a Mr. Searing. He did a deal where he had like a 20 or 25 point quiz, whatever it was. And if you got them all right, you got a starburst. If you got one wrong, you got half a starburst. And if you got two wrong, you got a quarter of a starburst. 
and he tells us this right away, you know, like on the opening day. And I'm thinking, dude, you're going to give us a half a starburst. Like, how's that going to happen? And sure enough, the first test comes back and he's over there and he's got a scissors out and he's cutting starbursts <laughs> in half and quarters to give to the students. Oh my God. It, it That's was dedication. So funny, but, you know, I, yeah. And I'm thinking about, about that and I'm thinking, you know what? I'll bet for a lot of these kids, Shaq is that teacher. Like he is the favorite teacher. The one that the kids all love, the one that they're going to, you know, years from now, they're going to think back about, how much they learned from him and how much they enjoyed his class. And it just feels like he, he would be that kind of teacher. Don't you think? He, he's my favorite teacher. I mean, I, I owe a lot of, of what I know in Debbie to Shaq. I mean, the, when we first started out, I mean, we were, we were both new to podcasting and Shaq just comes in with this just wealth and overwhelming, just crazy knowledge about just guys that, we didn't even know. I mean, I can feel confident. We've talked about this off air. When Shaq was with us, I felt confident that if there was a guy that I missed, I knew Shaq had my back. I knew he was going to bring in some knowledge with that. So I, I've learned a lot from Shaq. I've become a better podcaster because of, of what I learned from Shaq. So he he's definitely been my favorite teacher. And we're going to miss you, big guy. Um, I hope you're still listening. I know that you're still listening. And we'll miss you. But I, I know that your kids love you. They appreciate you for what you're doing. We appreciate you. And we got your back, man. Yep, absolutely. And usually we wait till the the end of the show to kind of do of our thank you or appreciation, but let's not let's not hide it today. The the big appreciation goes out to you, Brian Chicochis. You're the best. We love you. And you ever get the need to just come on and, and chat some Debbie with, with a couple of guys, no no prep needed. You you know where to reach us and you are welcome anytime. All right. We are going to get into a little bit of a new segment that you kinda teased us with earlier and that's from a discussion that we had over the weekend where you get to be such a fan of these guys and it it gets to the point where you you talk about them so much that we we even you know we even joked around like like dude man if you continue to comment about this guy on twitter they're gonna have to file a restraining order against you and so that is what the segment's going to be, is who are our restraining order guys? Who are the guys that we either currently love so much or can see ourselves totally falling in love with that a restraining order may be necessary in the near future to, to keep love us from, from going too far? Absolutely love it. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to kick off. We'll do one, one for each position, and we're going to start you off with your quarterback, uh, people that have listened to the show probably aren't going to be surprised by this. It, it, it's not a big mystery, but tell everyone who is your restraining order quarterback. So, so we joked about it, and, and we all know who my restraining order running back is. I don't I even have to mention it right now, but we kind of joked about it off air that I had a quarterback that I really liked before my restraining order running back was even in the picture. Um, he's, just, he's a guy that – for some reason, I just can't say no to when it comes to drafting him. I mean, he's always finds finds a way to slip in, slip to me, or I find myself at the top of a draft drafting him, and that's Oklahoma's Spencer Rattler. Um, he, he's been my guy since day one. I was real high on him coming into the season, and he did not disappoint me. Um, ever since the benching that he took halfway through, um, a game earlier in the season, he came back a different quarterback. He ran that offense well. He was accurate. He's a mobile quarterback that can extend plays. Um, he can throw off script, um, push the ball downfield. I mean, he, he throws from every arm angle that you want. I mean, he he is very Mahomes-esque, to quote Shaq on um, Bryce Young. We talked about that when we covered all of them. But uh, Spencer Rattler is very Mahomes-esque when it comes to the way he throws the football. And I, I cannot say no to drafting Spencer Rattler. I get him in every single Debbie and CDC draft that I've been in this offseason, and I will continue to do so because he's going to be one of the great ones. Yep, uh, no no mystery there. And I think you know when you, when you listen to you know, other Debbie podcasts or you, you follow analysts on Twitter, if he's not the number one guy next year, he's the number two. I mean, it's either him or Sam Howell. A lot of people really moving Rattler up their board. I mean, he's he's everything you said he is, and I and I think that that ability to create out of nothing to to extend plays might be the the differentiator between him and Howell because we all love you know Sam Howell as a pocket passer, but 
Rattler, I mean, he throws a great deep ball. And like you said, he can, he can make, make plays, you know, just out of the pocket and do some, do some interesting things. So I think that'll be the difference there. My guy is going to Clemson and of course not, not Trevor Lawrence. He's gone, but his replacement, DJ Uyunglele, I love this kid. I loved him as a freshman, you know, coming into last season. And then we, we got lucky, well, sort of lucky. I mean, he, we got to see him play meaningful snaps when we didn't expect to. We, we were not expecting anything from him except mop-up duty. But he actually got to start two games because uh, Lawrence got COVID-19. And so we got to see the real, the real DJ. And everything I hoped he would be, he so far has shown. I mean, that just a cannon for an arm. I mean, that ball zips out of there. He he can throw the deep ball. He can hit those intermediate passes. I mean, he gets the ball there quick. Nice touch, though, on shorter passes. And even though he's huge, like 6'4", 245, he can move a little bit as well. He's not just this stationary guy back there. So I think he will surprise people with some of the – the points that he could get with his legs. I mean, he's not going to be one of those, you know, 800 to a thousand yard rushers. I mean, that that's not his game, but with that size and his athletic ability, he's going to score, you know, six to eight rushing touchdowns every season for sure. So I love this kid. And, and he's the guy that I'm kind of latching onto as my restraining order guy. He's everything that you mentioned. And you know what, all, what, what else he is? He is a poised, calm, cool, collected quarterback in the pocket. When he, he came in for an injured Trevor Lawrence against and played against Notre Dame and in arguably the biggest game that he's going to maybe have in his entire career as a true freshman. And, I mean, nothing could rattle this kid. I mean, he stood in the pocket, pushed the ball downfield. He, he showed off his arm when, when the coaches let him. And he took some hits, but, I mean, he, he did not look scared. He had that killer alpha dog mentality that you want to see out of a quarterback. And if there's anything that I like about my quarterback, you've got to be able to stay calm in the pocket and read the defense. And he was doing that at an exceptional level at a very young age. Yes, I am expecting big things from him this season. And when we get into these running backs, both 2023 eligible, so they were freshmen last year, just like Uwe it's, it's a couple of guys that I think we're, we're expecting big things from. We love them. We've made no secret about either one of these guys. Why don't you, for the, for the one person out there that doesn't know who your favorite running back is in all of college football, who, who is that guy for you? Um, Max Borgie. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so for, for anybody that doesn't know, and if you don't know, then this is your first time listening to the show, and welcome. We, we're glad that you're here. <laughs> um, my, my, my restraining order guy, and this is where this topic started. You know, We were talking about it last weekend, and we were like, man, this guy is going to get a restraining order out against me, and that's kind of where this whole topic came up, and that is your 2023 running back one from Auburn University, Cartavius Bigsby, a.k.a. Tech Bigsby. Um, nothing not to like about this kid. I mean, if you don't like him, you haven't seen him play college football. Like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. He he runs hard. He's a physical runner. He'll run you over. He's not going to be the guy that dances around you. He's going to run through you. Um, he showed great hands. He showed elusiveness. He showed speed to get to the edges. And he showed power that made him one of the best pure running backs in all of college football. Like, I'm not going to sit here and blow up Tech Bigsby any more than I do every single week because the listeners are going to stop listening to our show if I keep talking about Tech Bigsby so much. But that's that's <laughs> the point of this whole restraining order show. This is where this topic came from. So my restraining order guy is Auburn running back 2023 Tank Bigsby. Yeah, it's it's hard not to love him. I mean, the the, the name Tank is appropriate. I, I did a, a top 10 Debbie article that came out this past week, and both of – you know, every guy that we've talked about, well, I'll take that back. Yeah. Every guy we talked about was in there. That's right. So, you know, it's, it's no mystery. Um, my, my running back, uh, it's funny cause you called tank the 2023 RB1, but I, I like my guy slightly better and that's Jameer Gibbs from Georgia tech and just his explosiveness and his elusiveness and his ability to catch the football, I think is going to make him something really special to watch. I think every every NFL team can see this guy and say, all right, 
we can find a way to to make him a, a weapon on our on our team. And he doesn't just run, you know, you you mentioned Max Borgie. He doesn't just run these these short little dump off routes. I mean, he's running, you know, down the seam, long passes, long routes. And he, again, as a true freshman, and I think that's what's going to separate him from from some other guys in his class. And it's it's shaping up to be a really really good running back class. So, you know, people that are are thinking about you know, fading 2022 picks for 2023, depending on where you're at in a rebuild, or if you're in a, a Devi startup, you know, you got to get these 2023 running backs. They're, they're all going early. I mean, they're not going to be, they're not going to be there at pick 10. I mean, I C to C startup. I had the pick 110, and none of these guys were there because it was all quarterbacks and running backs. And there was only two 2022 running backs that went otherwise it's Bigsby and Gibbs and then, of course, you know, B. John Robinson. So those are the, the big three. But I, I love B. Gibbs. B. John's, my guy. Going, B. John's going one-on-one in just about every C2C I've been in. So, I mean, I, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a guy, unless he just doesn't know college football, to trade you a 2023 first for a 2022 first. I think by now most everybody's caught on that this 2023 class is where you want to have your your, your eggs at. And you're, it's, it's going to be a whole lot harder. You know, every draft that I've been in, when you're in the middle of a draft, you can trade uh, a mid-first for next year's first and second. When we're in the 2022 class, I don't think you're going to be able to do that for the 23 class. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, it's just not going to happen. People are people are aware that that class is, is going to be awesome. All right, we're going to get to a, a couple of 2022 guys now, wide receiver. Your guy, not a surprise to me, but who knows? These people might not be aware of that. Who do you love at wide receiver? So my wide receiver one in this class, it's it's a little controversial for some people. But for those that have watched him, I don't think it's all that controversial. And that's wide receiver Garrett Wilson from The Ohio State University. I mean, when you look at what Garrett Wilson does well, he runs great routes, but he's a physical wide receiver. I mean, he can go up and, you know, we, we, say, we say the whole 50-50 balls are more like 60-40 balls. But, I mean, for Garrett Wilson, that really is true. I mean, 50-50 balls for him are, are 70-30 balls. I mean, if you're going up with a jump ball versus Garrett Wilson, you're not coming down with the ball. And that physical that, that physical play style is something I love out of my wide receivers. He's got great sideline awareness. He's got the speed to beat you over the top, and he's physical. I mean, there's nothing not to like about this kid. And, you know, when it comes to next year, we were talking about the 2023 running backs. This 2022 wide receiver class, at least the top five or so, is shaping out to be a really good top five. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the one thing that that I get a little concerned with with Garrett Wilson, and, and we're not going to talk about Ohio State today when we when we get into the Big Ten East, we're going to save him for our next show. But that wide receiver room is absurdly crowded. I mean, the the talent is amazing. I mean, there there might even be some people that like. You know, fellow 2022 eligible, you know, wide receiver Chris Olave better than Garrett Wilson, but you know Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith, Jigba, Amika Agbuba, Agbuka is coming in this year. Jaden Ballard, and then the the spring game darling that everyone's loving, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, that's that is just absurd to have that many guys. I mean, what did they have a G Scott Jr. trans you know change position? He went to tight end. So that's a that's a tough a tough room to to be a standout in and, and if he can do that this year especially with, you know with a new quarterback I think that that could really elevate his his draft stock because he's got all those things that you look for and he's he's such a good wide receiver my guy is also you know 2022 and that's from Arkansas Traylon Burks and the more I watch this kid the more I love him which is why he's the the restraining order guy for me I've I've grabbed him now in a, in a couple of leagues so excited about that I, I took him at 110 in that that c2c league startup i was talking to you about i traded for him in another league and every time i i hear somebody say that that they've got Traylon burks and they're willing to to trade him this is this is you know my ears just perk up like hey i, I can go get another share because he's got the size athleticism combination to be i think elite in, in the in the nfl he he could be a really special wide receiver and that's that's the part of game that I love about Traylon Burke. So we should see a lot of him this season. He had a couple of guys transfer out of Arkansas. So 
he is definitely going to be the the alpha target there. All right, we're going to go to tight end, and maybe not restraining order, at least for me, but I made you pick one, so I I threw a name on there. But let's let's go to your guy first. Who do you have at tight end? So tight tight end is a guy that that we've talked about. Um, a good bit about me liking. I, I wouldn't quite call him a restraining order guy, but he's a guy that I could really see myself falling in love with the more I watch him, and that's Alabama's tight end, Jaleel Billingsley. Um, he's more of a, a of an inline tight end, a move tight end, but he gets downfield. He he's got really great speed, and to, to pair that with some hands, I mean he's he's beating linebackers over the top. He's too big for for cornerbacks, so he he's got that size speed combination. He can stand and put on a little more weight, but I love his routes. Um, he, he sinks his hips really well to get off the routes, and he catches a clean ball. So, I mean, there's nothing like, like, not to like about this kid. Um, they vacated a lot of targets in, in that Alabama room. You know, they finally gotten rid of, you know, their four first-round first round pick wide receivers, and they still have a crowded room. It's, it's not like that's going to matter all that much. But there's some open targets to be had, and I feel like Jaleel Billingsley is a guy to watch out on that for on that team. Yeah, and he could be one of those those tight ends that never really gives you the the production that that gets people excited, but he's got the physical traits that an NFL team's going to say, you know what, we're we're taking a chance on this kid because we like what we see, and we and we understand that the Alabama offense just doesn't run through their tight ends, and that doesn't mean that he's not a good player or a good athlete. It's just that he doesn't get the the production that that you might see if he were at a different school. Um, my guy. You know, and again, if I if I have to pick one, and, and I'm never, I'm never a big big drafter of tight ends in Devi leagues. I just I find myself fading them pretty much all the time, and I, I just end up with guys you know later, or I, I solve the position the the position on my NFL roster. Of course, C to C leagues you have to get them, but I always wait till later. But that would be Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I I really like how this kid plays. He's at he's at a school that has kicked out very good tight ends over the years. So there's a little bit of that, you know, kind of built in, you know, pedigree at the school, but his style of play just seems to be like, he kind of gets it at all the things that, that you want a tight end to do. And, you know, we don't get points for blocking, but like we've talked about in the past, if, if a guy is a good blocker, NFL teams are going to want him and he's going to be a part of that offense. And then, then that just you know maybe opens up the opportunity for for more passing attempts. He he's in my opinion the best the best tight end prospect out there. Um, really good true freshman season, and that and that is saying a lot because they had other tight ends on on the roster. So he would be my guy at tight end. Um, not gushing over him too much again because he's a tight end, but I do I do like him a lot. He does everything that Eric Gilbert does, and he's actually stayed at a school. So there's, I mean, there's, you got to like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, to be, to be clear, you know, cause people say, oh, you, you fade tight end, then you missed out on Kyle Pitts. And I was like, yep, I did. And in, in every Debbie league, I missed out on him, but he, guys like that don't come around, you know, very often. I mean, he got drafted fourth overall. We may not see that again for, for 15 years. I and, mean, and you know what else? You know what else? He was a three-star recruit. You know who else missed out on him? Everybody his freshman season. Nobody was drafting Kyle Pitts his freshman season. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's why like like when I do startups, I almost I almost make sure that like on my NFL roster, I get I get a really good tight end so I don't have to worry about finding one in in Devi. It's like, you know, that it's too hard. The hit rate is so low. It's like I'm I'm fine you know, punting later, but I want, I want a good guy now. And then I don't have to worry about it for a while. All right. So we are going to get into the Debbie slash C to C guys in the big 10 East. So switching over to the big 10, we'll cover those for the next couple of sessions here. Uh, start with Indiana and they, they lost really only one guy in the, in the key losses department. I I'm using the word key loosely, but Stevie Scott, a uh, running back that went to the saints. I think he was undrafted. So not not a lot of talent there as far as leaving the program. However, they've got at least a couple of guys that are worth watching. Um, quarterback that Michael Penix Jr. is is an interesting quarterback. You know, you you watch him, and he's he's got enough ability, and he makes enough big plays that you you see some things that like ooh, this kid's kind of exciting. 
and then some other stuff that maybe is not so great. Um, where where are you at with with Penix Jr.? I'm excited. I, I was excited for Michael Penix Jr. Um, for, uh, he was leading the Big Ten in passing um, pre pre his ACL tear. Um, not Justin Fields, for those who are wondering. It was Michael Penix Jr. leading the Big Ten in passing. So that that's at least worthy of noting. I mean, he's got some arm talent. He's got some mobility to him. But I, I want to see how he recovers from that injury. Uh, for that injury. And he's got to take take care of the ball better than he did last year. I mean, there, there were some plays where, I mean, he was just, he was throwing the ball where it didn't need to go. So you, you want to see him improve on that. What I am concerned with, though, is, you know, he, he he's making an effort to, to improve some of these these interceptions and just taking better care of the ball because this offseason he he's working out and, and training with former Florida State great Jameis Winston. So you know hopefully he can fix some of those interception problems. Maybe he says he has an he eyesight. says loosely. Yeah, maybe he said he has an eyesight problem like like Winston did, and he just needs to get you know surgery you know the the LASIK on his eyes, and then that'll. That'll prevent him from throwing thirty interceptions in a season, like like Winston did. <laughs> that it, it worries me, man. I don't know why. I mean, if you're picking a quarterback to train out, train with, man, why are you picking Jameis Winston? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you'd think you could find a better, a better mentor from a perspective of a guy that understands, you know, what it takes to succeed in the NFL. And, and Winston is is played, and he's had some some good moments, but. You know he's far from a, a a team's franchise solution, so yeah, that's an interesting choice. Uh, the only other guy that I want to talk about, you you can throw another one in there if you want, is Ty Freifogel. And I'm not sure if I added Freifogel because I really like him as a Devi prospect, or if I oh, just wow. wanted to see how many times I could say the name Freifogel. You just want to say his name podcast but because it's a like- fun name. Don't lie to our listeners. You didn't add it for that. You just want to say, you just want to say his name. <laughs> it it is fun. I mean, and then Ty goes right into it, like Ty Fry, Ty Fry Fogel. I, I I love it. But you know, he's a he's an interesting guy. Um, you made a note here, very boomer bust, big play threat. You know, where he's had he has had a game against Ohio State. You know, two hundred yards, three touchdowns, but then plays Maryland and goes you know two for ten. And that you know part of that could be he plays for Indiana, but. You know he's he's by far and away at least their best you know, wide receiver option in in my opinion and and he's put up some interesting you know numbers where it's like okay you can't completely ignore this guy but you know when you when it comes down to the NFL draft you know where's he gonna go I mean he's he's entering you know what's gonna be his fifth season and you know so he, he doesn't have the the age you're looking for he he's had a couple of decent years with six hundred and seven hundred yards. Uh, last year being the, the best one in eight games, had over 700 yards, averaged almost 20 yards a catch with seven touchdowns. So clearly 2020 was a big year for him, but I just don't know if he's going to have the the requisite characteristics to to make him, you know, someone that's going to get, you know, day one or day, certainly not day one, but even day two draft capital. Mm-hmm. He could be a sixth, seventh round guy, and then who knows, right? He, he reminds me of a day three guy that, you kind of draft to to stretch the defense out, to take the top off the defense, and back those back those cornerbacks and safeties up. Um, he, he's definitely a guy that I want to see improve on as a consistency. We mentioned that about a few players in the past, but I mean, he can have stretches of great games. I mean, he ripped apart Ohio State, but when he plays lesser competition, if you look at just his entire resume, when he's playing lesser competition, he's not really doing much. So there's something there that I'm a little worried about. He doesn't have the really the production profile you want. He's older than you want. Um, he, he's just, he's not, he, he doesn't project for great NFL success. He's been a decent college football player. And at least for this team is the old, really one of the only weapons they have. But he, he, he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to get that day one, day two draft capital that you covet out of your Debbie and, and fantasy football teams. Exactly. And then, of course, there's always that chance that he'll be that random guy like Josh Palmer that gets drafted and, you know, the third round, you're like, wait, what? How, how did that happen? And it comes out of nowhere. But um, you added a guy. Did you want to want to talk about this this one guy you added? What do you think about, about yeah. DJ Matthews? Yes, yeah, so DJ Matthews is a guy I added just because of, of his profile and what he does. He's a transfer from Florida State. He, you know, 
you looked at that Florida State team last year. Tamori and Terry set out because they were so bad. And I guess DJ Matthews is transferring because they were horrible as well. But he he's at least great in the return game. He's got some return game ability, some some speed to him. Um, he's got a decent production profile. He doesn't have a great one like Frofogel does. He has about four or 500 yards between seasons. So he's not somebody that makes me too excited, but he's somebody at least worth mentioning because like we mentioned with Fryfogel, they don't really have anybody else on the roster. So, I mean, if he's getting on the field for at least return game ability, he's going to get on the field for pass catching as somebody that you need to take a wait and see approach and just watch to see what he does. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good on him. All right, let's go to Maryland. They really didn't lose anybody. So all the guys we're talking about were there last season or incoming guys. Uh, start at quarterback, uh, Tua's younger brother, Talia Tungaviola. He is 2022 eligible. Of course, he originally started with Alabama and then transferred over to Maryland. Talia is an, an interesting quarterback. Do you think Do you think he has in it the ability to to step up like his brother did and and make himself at least a a day two draft draft pick in the NFL or even even sneak into day one? Do you think he could be that good? I'm not going to say day one, but I can sit here and definitely see a day two draft capital from him. He, he was a guy that, you know, we all have those guys that we're, we're wrong on and we have to bite the bullet on and say, okay, I messed up. That wasn't a guy that I predicted having much success. And Tucker Vailoa was definitely one of those guys for me in the offseason. And he came in this season and he looked good. I mean, he was putting up really, really good stats against decent teams. He had that connection with, with Rakeem Jarrett, who we're going to talk about later, but He's a guy that I could definitely see rising up some draft boards, and he impressed me a lot last season. I'll, I'll I'll give him credit where credit's due. Yeah, I could see him moving up as well. I mean, I don't have him highly ranked now, but he's very mobile, and that can attract attention quickly. If he starts making you know plays both with his arms and his legs, then people are going to start noticing, and that's going to get people excited because, of course, you know, running backs that or, I'm sorry, quarterbacks that can get a lot of yards at their feet. I mean, they, they make for great fantasy quarterbacks. So we, we love those guys. So something to, to watch there at running back. They have Penny Boone, uh, 2023 eligible. So he was part of that, that big freshman class last year. This is not a, a fast guy, but he is, he is a bit of a bulldozer. I mean, six, two, two and a quarter. So he's, he's a big boy. Um, I'm not particularly, excited about him because I think that's pretty much all he is. I don't see him as a a running back that can get a lot of, you know, lateral quickness to to gain yards unless it's right in front of him. But he he might be the the main guy there. What do you think of Boone? See, I saw the exact opposite. I mean, not not with the long speed. He's definitely he's got decent enough long speed, but he's not going to burn you. I mean, he's not going to house an 80-yard run by any means. Um well, what I saw about Penny Boone was that he had really good vision between the tackles. Um, even if the blocks weren't open for him, he, he had the patience to wait for the blocks to develop, and he had good enough vision that he could he could bounce the ball inside or outside to, to create create a little bit on his own. So he's not somebody that I'm really high on, but I think he can have moderate success in that offense with the way that Tungavailoa and Rakeem Jarrett are going to stretch the defense out and force him to back off out of the box, I think he can have some decent enough success. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I do I do have down that he's got, got good vision, at least, so I did make that same observation. What I would love to see is if he could establish sort of any sort of, you know, presence in the passing game, right? Because you get a, a big guy like that out in space and he can start running over smaller guys, that might, might be kind of interesting too. All right, the next one I think we're both going to like a lot, and that is wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett. He was a freshman last year, so 2023 eligible. One of the higher-rated wide receivers coming into that class, and he looked good enough last year, you know, just in four games, where I think we we all are expecting a much bigger 2021 season. Uh, how do you feel about Rakeem Jarrett? I love Rakeem Jarrett. Rakeem Jarrett was one of those guys that we kind of noted as not not a huge glitch in the matrix, but. He wasn't, if I remember correctly, he wasn't rated top 10 in the 247, but depending on what rankings you were looking at, he was rated just outside. So he was a guy that kind of fell out of that range that, okay, we're projecting success based on a top 10 rating. Well, he was a guy that we kind of forgot about 
And when you watched him in Maryland in the four games that he did play, he's got really good speed. And he's one of those guys that can turn a five-yard screen or five-yard slant into a 20, 25, 30-yard catch. I mean, the way he's elusive in open space, he looks like a running back when he catches the ball. And that's benefited him to have some really, really good yards after the catch. So he's a guy that I'm super excited about being a, I think he projected more as a slot receiver, but that's not necessarily a bad connotation when it comes to today's NFL at all either. So I'm, I'm excited about what I've seen about Rakeem Jarrett. I want to see him build off of it. I think the Debbie community is excited about it too, because he's going pretty early um, between rounds three and four in most C to C's that I've been in. So. Yeah, I'm I'm really high on this kid. Um, you you were right on. He was he was that guy that slipped out of the the top ten on the the two forty seven rankings. But I have him very highly rated both in in the yards after catchability and his athleticism. If he can you know put the route running together and just and start becoming you know the alpha receiver there and, and put in a big season, you know, his his stock is going to go way up because he has all the talent that we're looking for. So. Rakeem Jarrett is definitely somebody that that people out there in Debbie League should be keeping their eye on because he, like you said, I mean he's going early, so I think I have him in my my overall top twenty. So I like him a lot. the The next guy, Dante Demas Jr., twenty twenty two eligible. So I have him down at solid, you know, to good route runner, decent speed, reliable hands. He uses them well. I mean, he's not a a body catcher. But pretty low, low ranked as far as on my on my wide receiver rankings. I mean, certainly you're not you're not drafting this guy unless you're in you know probably a campus to Canton league. But what do you think about Dante Demas Jr.? Yeah, he hasn't had that breakout season that you're really looking for out of a receiver when you're looking at college football. His his biggest season was a little over 600 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, he, he's a guy that unless you're in a C2C league, you're just not really touching. I'm not drafting him in any Debbie leagues right now. Um, C2C, later rounds, he, he's a later round type guy. He's got the speed that you like. I mean, he's 6'3", 217. So, I mean, if, if he can, I don't I don't exactly see a 6'3", 217 player when I'm watching him on film. But if he can find a way to use that frame a little better, He'd make me a little more excited, but he, he's just a guy that I'm not really touching unless I'm in a C2C league. Yep, so we we see eye to eye on that one there. All right, let's move over to Michigan. Key losses, they lost uh, Nico Collins. He was drafted, I believe, in the third round to the Houston Texans, if I got that correctly. Um, I'm I'm optimistic on Nico Collins. I like him. I think he could, he could do something if Houston ever figures out their quarterback situation. And then they lost Zach Charbonnet as a transfer to UCLA. So there are some people out there that are that are high on Charbonnet. I'm not one of them, but we'll talk more about that when we get to get to that conference. So that leaves open some wide receiver possibilities, some running back possibilities. But we'll start at quarterback. And the one guy I have on the list is an incoming freshman, so 2024 eligible, J.J. McCarthy. I'm becoming quite bullish on McCarthy. I I like what I see out of this kid. Uh good pocket awareness, strong arm, he's accurate at all levels. He he does throw across his body a bit when he's scrambling, so that can be costly. You know, that can be a little bit of a risk, but he does find open players and he's got a fairly quick release. What do you think about McCarthy? Yeah, he, everything that you said, I mean, is reason to like this kid. And, and if anything, he's the best quarterback on that roster. I mean, five-star recruit. There's nobody on that roster that I'm really scared that's going to take away the starting reps from J.J. McCarthy. I think he's going to walk into into day one, into week one, as the quarterback of that team. And he's somebody that you should be excited about for, for all the reasons that you mentioned. Yeah, and I th- you just hope that they can put him in a position to, to do well. That, that offense has been pretty questionable you know, lately under under Harbaugh, and that's been frustrating because they they get the talent, but then you just don't see it produce like you want to see it produce. So hopefully they can get that figured out. All right, we got a couple running backs to talk about. The first one, Blake Corum, twenty twenty three eligible, so another one out of that class. He is a an interesting prospect in that he's he's not a big guy. I mean, five eight, got him like one ninety three, but he is he's quick. 
you know, he's he's shifty. Um, I would I would expect a guy like him to be, you know, more of a pass catcher and a guy that that could be used that way. He only had five catches last season in six games. That could be a result of Michigan not knowing what they're doing with him. But what do you think about Blake Corum? Do you excited at all about this kid, or do you need him to to do a lot more before you're gonna give him anything? I'm not excited about Blake Corum, and that's not for a lack of talent. You know, the so- the speed that he has, the the third down role they could potentially have. That's it's not to do with any of that. It's because there's another running back on the roster that I am very very bullish on, and am am going to. You're so, you're there pumping your fist. I, I feel like we're going to agree on this one, but very bullish on. I think it's going to take the majority of the reps in that offense. All right, let's get to that one. This is a incoming freshman, Donovan Edwards. So 2024 eligible. I am also very excited about this kid. I think I think in discussions with other you know people, other analysts out there, I seem to like him a little bit more than others do. Um, about five ten and a half, two oh three. He's got good speed. He's going to make guys miss. He can break tackles with good balance, really good vision. He, he's a good receiver as well. I, I think this kid could be the complete package. He was the RB2 overall in the 247 rankings. He's a five-star. There's a lot to like about this kid, and I think – you 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 know you could you could make an argument that maybe by the end of of 2021 this could be he could be the the number one back in this class. I mean there's there's other guys we'll talk about of course, but man he's I think he could be really exciting to watch. Yeah, there, there's another guy that's going to rival him that we'll talk about next week. But I mean I I love 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 Donovan Edwards. I mean, when you watch him, yes, he's got good vision. He's got great lateral agility, but he he is very strong and powerful when he's carrying the ball. I mean, running running through guys. There was one play that I was watching his film because I just sat down today and I watched like an hour of just Donovan Edwards' film because I couldn't turn his film off. And I mean, there's some blocks where he's just running up and just absolutely hammering people and laying them on the floor. I mean, he's got the power, the speed. I mean, he's got really, really great speed for, for the size that he is to house long runs. And they're lining him up on, on the outside as a receiver's role. And he's he's literally running routes, tracking the ball over his shoulder, making over-the-shoulder grabs a, as a legitimate receiver. And that's something that should excite you as a Debbie owner if you're looking at your running backs. I mean, you you got to love what he does. What I even love even more is the story of this kid. I mean, when he was in in high school, he would volunteer at a, a youth at risk shelter helping younger kids um younger kids at that shelter and he's just he he's a type of guy that when you read his background you just want to root for and and, and skip I'm going to give him a very very special stamp of approval and, and you know this is going to go back to the very beginning of what we what we started the show talking about Mr. Donovan Edwards is the as the back in the 2024 class that has my Tank Bigsby seal of approval Ooh, that is a that is a big, big stamp of approval. I like it. I like how you're you're putting your your money down on this kid. Um, I love that story about him. I think I think that says something about the kind of person that he is. And for people out there that that may be wondering why 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 talk about it, it matters. Like NFL teams care about that stuff. They care about the kind of person you are because they know you're not going to be, you know, some sort of risk of being a dumbass. I mean, you're going to, you're going to be a good representative of their football team and of their city, wherever they get drafted. They absolutely care about that. Maybe not all 32 teams care about it the same way, but a lot of them do. And that's important. And it just shows you he's, he's got his head on straight so he's he's gonna he's gonna do things the right way, and that honestly that makes me like him even more. I mean, I and like you said, you want to root for him now because you want to see a kid like that be successful. And that's coming from me, an Ohio State fan that's wanting to root for a Michigan kid. I mean, that's that's hard for me to say, but man, I love love this kid, and I think he he's a very special talent on a roster that doesn't have a lot of special talent. 
Well, yeah, and I'm I'm a Gopher fan, right? And you know, we say the same thing up here all the time. You know, Muck Fishigan. So, anyway, moving on, we've got no wide receivers that we want to call out on Michigan. Um, just kind of a wait and see approach. Is is your stance on the wide receivers there? Yeah, there, there's no wide receiver in there that I'm interested in. The leading wide receiver from last year had 400 yards. I mean, the entire team as a collective unit only caught for 1,500 yards. Devontae Smith caught more passing yards than the entire roster of Michigan put together. Jeez, that, that, that is an amazing stat. By the way, the bad-mouthing of Michigan, which one of us do you think is going to hear from Felix Sharp first? <laughs> uh, that, that's going to be you, my friend. <laughs> you know we love you, Felix. You're awesome. All right, the last team today, Michigan State. They have no key losses to to mention um, and really not a whole lot to get excited about. You know, they've, they've got Elijah Collins coming back at running back. I, I don't think he's burning up any Debbie rosters, not anything that, that I'm looking for on, on a team. You know, where are you at with, with Elijah Collins? Um, I'm not too excited about him. Last year, he averaged just a little over two yards per carry. His best season, he was averaging four yards a carry, and that's not somebody that I'm excited about from a running back perspective. I mean, as a running back, your top-rated Debbie running backs are averaging over six yards a carry. And I know that's just a, oh, he's just looking at the stats. Um, No, that that says a whole lot about your vision, your lateral agility. I mean, if you can't average more than two yards a carry, you're not a guy I'm too terribly interested in at the running back position. Yep, I I would agree on that 100%. Wide receivers, again, not a ton to be excited about, but Jaden Reed uh, comes back. He's 2022 eligible and then Keon Coleman is a incoming freshman you know four star decent speed um, has a nice cut on some, on some post routes pretty good athlete where are you at uh, Jaden Reed or Keon Coleman either one of these guys strike your fancy I mean gun to my head I guess I'm taking Keon Coleman because like you said I do like his speed and a little bit of his route running he's not somebody that I'm Really, really, I mean, I'm pounding the table for. He, he is not a Donovan Edwards for me. Um, he's not a Tank Bigsby for me. So, I mean, there's this entire team of Michigan State, I mean, you can't have every team. Every team in this conference can't be great, and that's just what Michigan State is. It's just not a great football team. Not a lot of players that on this team, if any, that I'm like, yeah, let's go draft them in a Debbie League. I mean, it's, you're, just, you're, not, you're not drafting a Michigan State player in your Debbie roster. You know, and, and the amazing thing about Jaden Reed is he 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 started off at Western Michigan and had an awesome freshman season, and and then he and he goes to, to Michigan State and and it's just kind of meh and and not nothing to get excited about. But the, it does show you that that the athleticism and the talent is there, and maybe it's just Michigan State doesn't know how to use them. It, it's a possibility, or it could be that the the competition is greater and. Maybe he wasn't that good. I don't know, but um, interesting how he he made that that move, and all of a sudden his his productivity went in the tank. See how I worked your guy in there again yeah. in the tank. <laughs> it's all about Bigsby for you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering when it's all said and done if we're going to get some uh, some kickback once he turns pro. I got I got to reach out to him about that. See what he says. Yeah, thank thank my boys over at Debbie Happy Hour. They love me so much, and it inspired me to do greatness. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, that is it for this week. We will finish off the Big Ten East next week. So Ohio State, Penn State, and Rutgers, and we purposely split this this conference up because we we will spend the majority of our show talking about Ohio State. I mean, it's just we we hinted at it already that the talent there is absurd. So. We're gonna we're gonna have to dig in deep on those guys, Matt. And uh, any final thoughts on on these guys we talked about tonight, or anything else you got going on? Yeah, j- just as a final thought, I, I know I've pounded the table for him a lot already. But if you're in a Debbie league and, and, and you've got a, a decent mid round to, to late round pick, I mean, use it on Donovan Edwards because not a lot of people. Um, are, are talking about him right now. Travion Henderson is the the talk of of Devi Twitter. It's Travion Henderson. It's Will Shipley. Not a lot of people are talking about Donovan Edwards, and I think that's going to be a mistake come the end of the season. So t- take 
take what we're saying, use it to your advantage, and draft you somebody that I think could really have that Tank Bigsby, Jameer Gibbs, B. John Robinson like Roz next season. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, and and you can get them get them now before before everybody gets all excited about them. And you know, if he has an awesome season, then he's going to vault up everybody's rankings, and now now it'd be that much harder to acquire them. My name, of course, is Skip Newton at Skip Newton thirty one on Twitter. Uh, we are part of the Dynasty Happy Hour team, a podcast with Tim Keller, Doug Eddy, and Tyler Gunther. I don't know if you've listened to their show that they recorded last night. So they record Sunday nights. Today is. Monday the 17th, but they had a guest on talking about a draft, and I, I just got to mention it quick because he is one of my favorite personalities and podcasters out there, Izzy Elkafoss from the Dynasty Trade Calculator. I I love I love Izzy. I'm in a, I'm in a league with him. He's just he's a he's a great guy and super smart and just provides really good information. So um, I don't usually you know push other other podcasts and stuff on here but i i gotta say if, if you haven't listened to the dynasty trade calculator with izzy you, you should you should check it out um there are there are a couple like him and nick whalen just go at it i mean they just go back and forth and, and they will not they will not give an inch it, it is so entertaining and valuable information so anyway just want to throw that out there but yeah it was a it was an awesome it was an awesome dynasty happy hour you know, last night, Randall Memphis Young also hosts the DHH Contractor. So I haven't heard one of those podcasts lately, but I'm sure he'll he'll get that going again soon. He's at DWZ Memphis. Uh, Matt, where can everybody find you and other stuff you're doing? You guys can find me on Twitter at Devi Matt. Uh, my rankings are up on Dynasty Nerds. Uh, working on getting some college C2C ADP up on there. We're going to be running a few mock drafts on Twitter. So look out for those so we can get some active up-to-date ADP for you guys up on up online that you can you can use to your advantage. Um, getting ready to finish up writing a, a a wide receiver article on Traylon Burks who you mentioned earlier today. Um, he's another guy that I'm super excited about this year. So check that out coming out within the next few days. And as always, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Debbie Matt. Ask me any questions. I'm always left to interact with you guys. Excellent. And I'm at Skip Newton thirty one. I am a Debbie team writer covering the ACC for the NFLDraftBible.com, powered by Fan Nation on Sports Illustrated. Debbie Dynasty NFL Draft, we've got it all. Uh, Debbie rank or Dynasty rankings, we're working on our Debbie rankings. Those should hopefully get up this week. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I pushed out a, a Debbie Top Ten article last week that it was a lot of fun to write. So hopefully everybody gets a chance to read that, and you can send me your feedback if you got arguments for your guys. Or you think I put them in a different order than I should have. Let's have the discussion, man. It's always always good to talk about it. So thank you to all the listeners for listening in. We we love to get feedback and hope you enjoyed the, the show and we provided some information. We will talk to you again soon. In the meantime, as always, be a good human. <laughs>